0: the lowest number of new COVID infections in more than a year. Experts in Britain are warning about the possibility of a third COVID wave there. Correspondent Vicky Barker is in London. Amid signs that the new COVID variants are spreading faster than the vaccinations can't keep up. The data does suggest that we need to be cautious. Chand Nagpal, head of the British Medical Association, he says the June 21st reopening may need to be pushed back. We mustn't lose all the gains that we've made in the last few months by premature and hasty, non-evidence-based loosening of restrictions. The government insists it will assess all the data before reaching a final decision June 14th. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. There's an added reason to knock off those extra pounds. Here's CBS's Bradley Blackburn.
1: New research in the UK finds people who lose weight to manage type 2 diabetes can also lower their blood pressure and in some cases eliminate the need for hypertension medication. Doctors say obesity is a major cause of high blood pressure.
0: S&P futures are up 19. Dow futures ahead 249. This is CBS News.
2: CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Wendy's
3: Frosty Chino is cold brew with frosty creamer. What does that mean? It means we took rich, smooth, cold brew and then added your choice of vanilla or chocolate frosty creamer. Can you say good morning? Or better yet, Wendy's Frosty Chino? It's cold
2: brew with frosty creamer. It's only at Wendy's and it's delicious. So ditch the stuffy coffee shop and say hasta la vista, barista. Choose wisely.
3: Choose Wendy's Frosty Chino and start your morning right.
2: At participating U.S. Wendy's. BC Powder knows life pushes us to the max. Work to the max. Family to the max. That can mean pain to the max. So try BC Max Strength. BC Max relieves tough pain at the speed of powder. Nothing stronger on pain without a prescription. BC Max, in a great tasting lemonade flavor. And now max out your summer fun with a $5 gift card when you purchase BC Max. Terms and conditions at bcpowder.com.
0: Fans are clamoring for a piece of Taylor Swift's vinyl. sales soared for taylor swift's album evermore billboard reports a project sold more than 40,000 wax records in just three days it debuted back in december evermore was a surprise to fans who had no idea swift had been working on a follow-up to her grammy award-winning album folklore so soon she'd released that album just five months earlier the last artist to hold the record for largest single day vinyl sales was jack white for his album lazaretto in 2014 monica ricks cbs news tennis star naomi osaka is getting support from fellow players like Serena Williams over her decision to withdraw from the French Open. Everyone is different and everyone handles things differently. So you just have to let her handle it the way she wants to in the best way that she thinks she can. Osaka cited depression. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. For by govmint.com.
2: Have you heard? A secret hoard of 1882 Morgan silver dollars has been found. These gorgeous 1882 O Morgans are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck, and less than 160 of these coins are available. Coin experts are calling the Great Southern Treasury Hoard an incredible opportunity. Just call govmint.com at 1 800 973 9714, and you're guaranteed a mint condition 1882 Morgan silver dollar featuring the iconic O Mint mark of the New Orleans Mint. These 139 your old coins were found in sealed bags that have been untouched since 1882. That makes these unopened bags of Morgan silver dollars extremely rare. To learn more, call 1-800-973-9714. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's bonus package, a $10 value, free with every order. Call 1-800-973-9714 now to secure your 1882 Old Morgan silver dollar coins before they sell out. That's 1-800-973-9714.
0: Project Rise.
4: Welcome to Sweet Tea USA, where we know our sweet tea and we like it sweet. Sweet in the morning to get you through the day, sweet in the evening to put a smile on your face. And McDonald's knows sweet tea too. That's why you can get any size sweet tea for just a dollar. Plus, with insulated large cups, your drink stays
2: cold longer. Here in Sweet Tea USA, everything is a little sweeter. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal as compared to prior large cups.
5: It's time to thrive outside. Spending time outside, like at an Ohio State Park, is a natural way to boost your mental health. Just 15 minutes in nature can restore you. The parks are for everyone to enjoy. Visit detourtrails.ohioDNR.gov to connect to a trail near you. Need more help? Call the Ohio Care Line at 1-800-720-9616 for free emotional
0: support. Sponsored by the Ohio Departments of Natural Resources and Mental Health and Addiction Services. Aired by the OAB in this station. At Ohio University Credit Union, we've got your back through all of life's biggest moments. Like when your daughter looks in the mirror at the bridal shop and says,
5: This is the
1: one.
0: When you find the perfect vacation spot. This is the one. Or when he tours the campus for the first time. This is the one. OUCU has money to lend for each of life's precious moments with low-rate personal loans. Stop by a branch or visit OUCU.org for more information. Subject to credit approval, federally insured by NCUA.
2: What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on classic hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. I-M-E-P-T. NF Tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw.
1: Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team in action this past weekend again against double Dakota Tech.
3: That's right, DDT, them boys, Coach Robinson still working the bugs out of their program.
1: Well, I was wondering what kind of game was it?
3: Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we played a fine ball game. and the boys went out and played a real fine game on offense and a real fine game on defense, and especially the special teams played a real fine ball game. Of course, DDT, even though they're still working the bugs out of their program, they give us a fine ball game, Coach Robinson and his boys. So what all the fans who came out to see the game scene when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game.
1: It was a conference ball game, and I know you were looking to pick up your first conference win of the season.
3: That's right. This is the start of our conference race, the stretch run, and uh, we are optimistic about winning and being in the struggle for the conference title this year.
1: Were you able to even up your conference record with a win on the ball game Saturday night?
3: Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we we come out of it. Uh, we now zero and six, and uh, zero and two in the conference, because uh, uh, we come up on the short end of a 39 and four score. But the score is not indicative of the way that we played. We played a whole lot better than what the score would indicate.
1: And we'll be back to find out more about this ball game with Coach Turf right now. Let's pause for this message. And, of course, the
5: Coach Art Turf Show today, very proudly brought to you by the Athens City Water Department.
1: Coach Turf, your team dropped a 39-4 decision to double Dakota Tech on Saturday night. But on the bright side, you did score as many points in that game as you had in the previous five games.
3: Well, that's right. You know we always looking for bright spots in the ball game. We did get ourselves four points. In fact, we even had to lead in that ball game. Uh, you know we uh, were thinking back to the game the week before to, when we went to play Seashore State at their place, and they had that tremendous home field advantage. And I was thinking, well, boy, howdy, it'd be real nice if we had us a home field advantage like they did. So we put our thinking caps on, our coaching staffs, and us. We took it upon ourselves to find a way to give us an advantage. And we come up with one. We decided what we was going to do, seeing as how they DDT was trying to work the bugs out of their program we we decided we was going to coat the football with a special treatment that was going to help us out so we sprayed the football before the ball game started and when we kicked off and they received the football had the ball for the first play they went to uh, hike the ball to their quarterback spider stevens he couldn't hold on to the football he, there was something about that football what we put on it that he couldn't hang on to and it was bumbling around back into their end zone and they fell on it but boy how do we have ourselves a safety and, and you led
1: 2 to nothing at that point.
3: And not only that, we got the lead. That's the first time we've been ahead all year, and, and, and we, we kept it going because next time they had the football, same thing. They didn't get used to it, and, and, and we had ourselves another safety. It was four and zip, and I looked up on the scoreboard. It was four and zip, and we wasn't the zip. We was the four.
1: Well, Coach, what would you say was the turning point in
3: the game? Well, as long as they had the football, we was doing fine. So the uh, turning point of the ball game was when we got the football.
1: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf.
2: In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH!
5: Well, things are a little bit more challenging than customary out here today. i will fill you in in a moment. But mercy, what a beautiful weekend. Got lots of yard work done, lots of pruning, planting. Weeding and eating, and a three day weekend to boot. Um, I got to tell you, it um, I needed it. <laughs> I just needed it, and I took it. I didn't. um, I barely had a thought about you guys out here yesterday, (laughs) Scott. I swear. But Uh, I tell you what, I I I listened to the airing of the um, twenty sixteen your dad's Memorial Day show. Oh yeah. And um, as I was doing my errands about. Yard. That was really special. Yes, it was. I was glad that we had that on recording. And I'm sure many other regular listeners of our station were as well. I had a little phenomena happen over the weekend. Phenomena, maybe not the right word. Well, let me just explain it and then. Something unusual. Yeah. First of all, I I rarely dream. I do sometimes, but it's pretty much in and out, right? No big deal. But over the last few days, maybe a week now, we have been watching a lot of the classic war movies. And, of course, Channel 55, whatever that is, um, on um,
4: Spectrum. Is it... uh, Time Warner, whatever the... Turner Classic Movies? Yes, I think it is. TCM. Yeah, it's Spectrum.
5: Um, They're fascinating, but they were hitting me. And Saturday... Let's see, was it? Saturday going into Sunday night I kind of had nightmares very peculiar and um and not at all pleasant now folks I wasn't in combat Well, except for maybe on three occasions for 12 hours apiece was I in a war zone, meaning either Vietnam, Laos, or, Th- or um, Cambodia. I was an office guy, an analyst. but had occasions to travel to those places on a couple of occasions. I guess it's more than what I said, but s- still, very little. Um, and often with an entourage, not my own, but I was part of one, accompanying John McCain, not the former U.S. senator, but rather his father who held the title, Commander-in-Chief Pacific. That's a biggie. Anyway, I, I had a bad night Saturday night to Sunday morning. And I woke up and I decided, you know, I've just been watching too many wall-to-wall um, war films. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watch them, too. But I've never had this effect before. So, Monday I backed off a good bit. Watched a few more, though, last night. Didn't have the same situation last night where bad dreams and all, but Uh, Some of those war movies are very dramatic and sad. And other ones have certain messages that somehow or other come across good. Uh, They're all extremely, extremely... Exceptionally well done, I think. And we have a whole bunch to choose from, too.
4: Well, anyway. Yeah, I, I enjoy those, too. Not what went on, so to speak, but, you know, it's part of history. Mm-hmm. And uh, filmmakers and even veterans are, are glad to participate to putting those stories out there. You know, what What really went on? I think of the movie Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That so many World War II veterans were uh, advisors on that particular movie mm. to say, no, it didn't happen like that. It happened like this. So they could help the movie producers, the filmmakers, produce it accurately. And again, uh, testament to the World War II veterans that wanted to portray it as it was and many of them said that that is the best movie depiction of what really happened on uh, D-Day mm. on June 6, 1944 so mm. you know it's for, for history makers uh, history researchers, aficionados whatever you want to call them, those are really great things to be able to see you know and and thank god that a lot of us that didn't have to go there uh you know were were provided freedom by that particular day in history i think you mentioned the other day about the most important date in history uh, was june 6 1944 uh, the day that changed the course of history or otherwise we may not be called United States. I saw a picture yesterday, Memorial Day. On the top it said your day at the beach or enjoy your day at the beach and it had a picture of a beachside uh, you know resort there where lots of people were sunbathing, playing in the ocean and everything. And below that it had a picture of the troops, allied troops storming uh, yeah. Normandy Beach and it said enjoy your day at the beach as it is provided by their day at the beach in Normandy.
5: I'm not trying to compare my story to that or anything, but uh, folks uh, from 87 to 89, uh, Pat and I lived um, on the beach in Virginia Beach. We were uh, up on 82nd Street, which is where, if you think of the map, that's where the Chesapeake Bay opens up and goes inland. And right there at the corner, not, not even 300 yards from our home, was a small base, medical no 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 military facility, and you know these these uh, types of boats that puff up, and then they blow across the water.
4: Oh yeah, the hovercraft. Thank you. Yes.
5: Um, that was a hovercraft facility. And they did exercises every day. Well, nearly.
4: And... Well, anyway. Those things can't move. They're amazing. With those big twin-engine motors on the back. Mm
5: -hmm. And, of course... um, The Chesapeake Bay area, or Norfolk metropolitan area, or Tidewater, whatever you choose to call it. Hampton Roads is another term for it. Heavy, heavy, heavy military presence all over the place.
4: All branches. Quite a remarkable place. Oh, absolutely. Had to be. You know, back uh, speaking of. of...
5: uh, One of my fishing buddies turned out to be the head of all the naval aircraft. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know it at the time until he said, you know, we're having an air show at my base. Would you like to be our guests? And I said, well, yeah. And then we ended up sitting with he and about 20 others, and then there were. Thousands of people in attendance, but he, we had special seating. And you know the, what are the famous aircraft, the, the flying whatever the is Thunderbirds, the, Blue, yeah, Blue all Angels, that stuff, all that stuff. Blue Angels, that's the one. Yeah, because this was Navy. Put on their display, and then many other aircraft, and many there were there just to. Observed, they were parked on the ground.
4: Well, anyway, you started to say. Oh, it just reminded me you're talking about the Eastern Seaboard there Um, during World War II. This is how close we were to being occupied by German forces. Uh, German navy men, sailors, reported they were surfacing in the Atlantic Ocean. They could see the lights of New York City
5: Mm. uh,
4: when they would surface from their uh, rounds of uh, basically boat hunting. And they were that close to the coast of the United States that they could see lights of the big cities. Now, that should tell you about how close we were on the brink of... uh, possible German occupation or, you know, the, the allied group that they had, uh, Germany, Italy, and uh, well, Russia at the time until Hitler turned on Russia. And then, uh, but anyway, it just reminded me of that piece of political or piece of history mm-hmm. that it's just for us today, to think that i mean innocent people were there on the shorelines not knowing there were german submarines waiting out there close by to basically annihilate and take out any merchant ships any armored vessels any navy ships and uh... it just amazes me to know that they got that close right and, again, we we honor veterans on Memorial Day, which I think they should be honored every day, but uh, especially Memorial Day, those who made the ultimate sacrifice who had to deal with a lot of those there's, activities. There's
5: one little thing that I've been toying with my mind over the weekend. You know, this this was a time when people were being honored for serving their country. Um, I was drafted. I had no choice.
4: Um, Well, you had a choice, but the alternative wasn't a good good alternative.
5: Now, uh, did I... I guess I took on the right point of view and decided, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it well. And I had a fascinating experience and I'm very proud of it. But but I was lucky.
4: Yes. You were Blessed indeed, as was my dad, a Korean era war veteran.
5: So I mentioned your dad's show, which you replayed. Uh, oh yeah, uh,
4: just the last hour yesterday. Yeah. Oh, was it just
5: the last hour? Yes. Okay. Well, it was, it was a, outstanding. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you. Chuck, I appreciate that. Uh, Chuck, of course, hosted the Sentimental Journey program for many years. Um. The background I knew him was from graphics, and particularly as an excellent photographer. He was the official photographer for Ohio University in many different ways, particularly athletics. Um, He was a photographer for the Copperheads, along with Don Fucci. Another really good one. Uh, Your father, do you have a a more exact figure in your mind as to how many years he was associated with us?
4: Oh, I think, let's see. I think he retired in, I want to say, 85, somewhere in there, 89. 89. So after after that, I mean, he was involved with the station before that doing the Sunday morning programs. Right. So I'm going to say 20... uh,
5: And Barry, Barry, let me just mention Barry Boland's doing our Sundays now. Yeah.
4: I'm going to say probably 30 years. Okay. Anyway, 30 to 35 years. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Yeah, he left quite a legacy here. And as you've heard me say, I'm... Proud, privileged, honored, and blessed. But when I think of your family,
5: you know, Chuck Jr. uh, was engaged with us some. Yeah. In fact, I think that this whole cabinetry here he built from scratch. Yeah, I think he did. Um, He does good work. And... um, Well, your family's had a long tradition with us, and we appreciate it.
4: Yeah, and thank you. We're, we're happy to be a part of it, too. And, again, Dad always, he loved his airtime here, his radio station. He considered it his ministry to reach out to people. I don't remember how that all came about, how it all got started, but I I just know it worked well. Well, he knew Bill Strawsball. Ah who was uh, the host of the Sunday morning program and then uh uh Reverend Strawsball became ill and uh needed help so dad knew him from you know yeah. uh church activities and traveling and singing Neil at different Strasbaugh.
5: churches what a neat guy
4: yeah so uh, uh dad mom would sing in uh, different churches uh, church services around the southeast ohio area and he knew Reverend Strawsball, and he asked Dad if he could come in and fill in for him because he was not feeling well, and that's that's how it all started. I mean, that was, uh, you know, back probably, I want to say, in the early '80s. I, I that sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, Dad was just. I got here in '73. Dad was just happy to continue what he called, and he really did refer to this as his ministry to reach out to people and hopefully brighten their days a little bit more by playing good music and hosting uh you know the sunday morning program
5: the ohio association of broadcasters and um the nab and a couple other organizations have asked us to Write the history of this station. And I have started it. There are so many great stories. You have to figure out which ones. Must be said. And which ones you ought to leave out. And also you know. You have bits and pieces of accuracy. And then other parts you need to tighten up and I really need to talk to well Jeannie Covalin Newsom yes yep um even Timmy would have some thoughts uh but the Newsom family and tighten up some of the things that I believe are true in. um the history. Now the Covellin family or the Newsom family. Um, well the Covellin family, Jeannie's maiden name was Coveland, right? Yep. Um, they owned this station. Her father owned the station, founded the station in nineteen fifty. And I think he died in 68, late 68. He had remarried along the way, and his widow, Irene, um, she was not really a broadcaster, but she did have the responsibility of the station for three or four years. It just wasn't her thing, so eventually the station was put up for sale in early seventy three and Dad and I bought it in in late seventy
4: three no, I'm sure there's lots of stories that could be written out yeah. of out of these oh yeah hallowed hallways <laughs> and And I'm Mm -hmm. attempting to do so. Well, that that will be interesting to uh, see what kind of a compilation comes out of that. And uh, some good reading for those of you, especially those who have listened for years. Both.
5: My dad was a famous dude, really, in terms of speaking to major conventions all over the world. and inspiring salespeople and marketing people in major industries but it all started with his work in broadcasting
4: that's pretty cool i wonder if it's possible uh just had a thought here for a radio station to be denoted as a historic landmark by either the state or the feds or both. I mean, this, now, come he, me think about it, 71 years?
5: Yeah. I mean, there. for example, but then there's others, okay? For example, we're not the oldest station by any oh, means. Oh, of course not. Mercy. Um, Dad was running W-A-I-U in the mid to late 20s. Um, You know, that's got us beat by 30 years. Well, nearly. Um, And what a story behind that station in Columbus. Now it's WTVN. 610 on the dial.
4: Well, you've got the oldest station in the United States, isn't it, KDKA in Pittsburgh? It's way back there, yes, certainly. Yeah, now they're still in operations too. They are. Oh, yeah. Way older than we are. Well, anyway. Yeah, KDKA. Yep, is the oldest radio station.
5: What? What's their freak?
4: Um, I need to find it here. Is, is I just it had it. 1390? I think that's pretty close. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm going to do that. But uh, before we go on it, first of all, I appreciate your comments uh, about Dad's program yesterday. I, I had, over the years, I've had, well, not over the years, but the past, what, year and a half since Dad passed, I've had... People ask me, do do we have anything? Do you have any CDs or anywhere that your dad's voice was recorded that we could hear it again, Mm -hmm. uh, even just for a short while? And I said, well, yeah, let me think about that. And I thought if there was an appropriate time and an appropriate show to do it. And I thought, well, what greater way to do it or better time to do it than on Memorial Day and memorialize Dad.
2: Once
5: in a while, he
4: well. he himself
5: hosted the morning devotions. Yes, and uh, I wish we could find some of those. And um, I have we have some of those. Okay, it'd be fun to bring him back on those. Yeah, I I agree too. And, yeah, I,
4: and fun's not a good word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it would be uh, special. You know, yeah, a nice as we call him, remembered voice mm-hmm. that was uh, so so big and so involved with scheduling and keeping morning devotions going and keeping the Sunday morning memories program going as well. Well, I mean, you know, there were were some moves afoot, nothing that
5: ever took much, uh, that went very far uh, to change programming and this and that. And uh, I kind of uh, said no. Um, I like the balance we have. And um, I'd like to keep the station having warm and meaningful segments, as well as great entertainment segments. So, um, so far it's paid off. Yeah,
4: well, and again, I want to publicly thank people who commented to me, sent messages of how much they enjoyed that, because I, again, have had requests to do that, so I thought, you know, it's a good day to do it. And I enjoyed being a part of the Daily Double there again. <laughs> Let's move on a little bit. Today is June 1st. Well, here's KDKA's info before we okay. jump into that. November 2nd, 1920. Yeah. And what freak? 1020.
5: Oh, I was waiting. A.M. Okay, 1020.
4: Yeah.
5: By the way, just a little known fact amongst listeners, Record your regular listeners but on AM Um, it is better to be on 970 than 1300 the lower you are on the dial the farther your signal goes and the less it is um, troubled by man-made interference which means electrical stuff Now, I can remember, and we're at 970, I can remember my dad listening to us daily through some static, mind you, at his home in Worthington. You can't do that today because of additional man-made interference. Now, what are we talking about? Neon, I'm not neon, fluorescent light tubes. Um, These energy efficient, they look like a spring light bulbs. And they're fluorescent. LED lighting. There are all sorts of things now that have been invented that are good. And maybe more energy efficient in the power they consume, but that have uh, taken a a toll, if you will, on broadcast signals,
4: just FYI. Well here's something that I thought was interesting about KDKA, too, if we can share this before we hop on to other subjects here, um, or if you had more on the interference part. Now, I didn't know this about KDKA, but it would gain its fame as a broadcasting station, obviously. But KDKA actually originated as part of a project to establish private radio telegraph links between Westinghouse's East Pittsburgh factory Mm -hmm. and its other facilities to avoid the business expense of paying for telegraph and telephone lines. Right. I did
5: not know that. I had uh, forgotten it, but it certainly came back to me as you told that. Yeah.
4: So they were basically establishing their own internal communications system.
5: We do have a caller, and let's uh, bring them on board here. Let me get the right button. There it is. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, uh, memories. Yeah,
6: I still listen to KDK at night sometimes.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You can tune
5: it in at night, and then whenever it's dark. What are out. What are they featuring at night these days? Are they doing some music, or are they doing? A oh, talk? it's
6: all it's all talk. All it's talk. changed all over to all talking. And that's really interesting, too. But um, it was interesting listening to you guys talk about your station today. And I have a question about one of your employees, Butch Russell.
5: Oh, Butch, yeah. Uh,
6: Don, yeah. he had a 50th wedding anniversary picture in the Sunday's paper. No kidding. And he talks about uh, how the, he and his wife met at Dow's Roller Rink in 1968, and it went on from there. <laughs> And it says that they were blessed with two children and then three grandchildren. One of whom is currently a DJ at WXTQ. You see the guy on there between ten a.m. and three? Are they talking actually about Butch?
5: I don't know.
6: Well, they said one one's currently a DJ at WXTQ, and I was saying, who's that?
4: <laughs> well, that that's Butch. Well- okay. So they yeah, do have on, a
6: little screwed up here and yeah,
4: he's on Sunday nights. Yeah, he's he's went he on nine
6: nine o'clock to eleven or something, something or, like that. yes. Yeah, but
5: I thought it's Butch, not the <laughs>
6: grandchild. Yeah,
4: <it's>, that's Butch.
5: <laughs> so the, I I heard Butch Sunday, and uh, it's just so clear he's happy. Yeah, and um,
6: I can't stand his music, but other than that, it's
5: well, pretty- it's it's. It's harder rock and roll, if you will. I I, I got you there. But it's, it's just so funny to hear him, and he's happy. And you can clearly tell it.
6: When you started today's show, you said there's an odd phenomena or something. I don't know if that's the right word you yep, said. Yep. at your station happening. So I want you to fill us in. What's the odd phenomena happening?
5: Well, I think the odd phenomena was related to my dreaming over the weekend, and I had bad dreams because of all the war movies I had been watching. Now, the other phenomenon that maybe we're referring to, and I don't know which I was,
6: <laughs>
5: we are without water. Uh, a water main... Uh, for the city broke here just uh, I'm looking at the uh, big earth moving equipment out there it can't be even a hundred feet away well I guess exactly a hundred feet away and uh, so I don't know how far it affects uh, initially I was told it just affected the the um, auto dealer here but now um, then when I walked in the door, they said, we don't have any water. So people scrambled, particularly uh, Kristen got us a bunch of water and stuff like that. And um, I suppose it goes on out to, um it, it could even affect the lower plains. I just don't know.
4: We had uh, Lake... W A T H out here early this morning when I got here. Really? Yeah, there was a lot of water where? sitting out there. It's not there now, but well, I mean, but where on this on the,
5: the street?
4: No, down in the lower part of the field that you're looking right at here? right now. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah.
6: Late last week, your station was off the air on A T H for a while. Guess you had some problems.
4: Got a power failure. Uh-huh. Oh, A E P.
5: AEP, um, you know, we do serve at the mercy to some degree of the power company. Um, We've had generators over the years. The people who were experts on those generators have come and gone. (laughs) Um, We're trying to find some old timers to teach the young timers how to keep them alive. um, Because they're still good units. One of the
6: things I remember... They run,
5: about, uh, they run off uh, natural gas. you remember
6: some days in the past when we have power failures that lasted for a week or something? Oh, yeah. And you used to be in there working. You must have been on generator then. Sure. And and you'd be on all t- times, of day and night, and we appreciated your broadcasting, you
5: broadcasting, know? Well,
6: I mean... That's something you got to put in your book. We're your, trying.
5: Hey, thank you. Yeah,
6: thank you. And uh, yes, I saw you and your wife working in the yard busily yesterday, and I thought they're still going at it over there. That's keeping it beautiful.
5: Um, it's um, you know, when you go through the COVID series and all of that, uh, I've gained some weight in my midsection. I'm trying to work it off. So um, anyway. You and a million other of us That's right, that's right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
6: you for reminiscing today. I appreciate it.
5: You bet. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. We're way behind uh, just because we've been conversing, which is nothing wrong with that. First of all, it is June 1st. Today is National Say Something Nice Day. I think we've been trying to do that. It's World Reef Awareness Day. Like reefs out in the ocean and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, coral reefs. It's National Go Barefoot Day. I'm not a big barefoot guy except in the sand. But I do love sandals. Anyway, National Olive Day. I love olives. National Nail Polish Day. That's not my thing. Uh, but lately, I've seen a couple of gals, saw one last night at dinner, who really, their nails look terrific. Anyway, National Hemlock, Hemlock, Hem, no, Heimlich. Oh, here we go. Heimlich Maneuver Day.
4: See, that's the, where you pump on the chest, right? Yep, okay. to free a person from choking on food or whatever yes. may be in there.
5: National Heimlich Maneuver Day, National Hazelnut Cake Day, and finally National Pen Pal Day.
4: I had a pen pal, I think, in sixth grade, maybe. Yeah. From uh, that lived in Tokyo.
5: Did you ever keep it up?
4: Uh, Briefly, it was like a school project, and we all sent letters out and they made it to their way to a school in Tokyo it's so odd being in here and saying Tuesday went after a
5: weekend right <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it is Tuesday let me give you a few um, uh, not all of the statistics were provided for Monday's COVID reports that I normally bring in but I do have some Uh, as of um as of yesterday, 1.9 billion vaccinations have been administered worldwide. that's twenty four point four percent of the world's population. here in the us eight hundred I'm sorry two ninety four million nine hundred and thirty thousand that's eighty nine point one percent of the population of our nation here in Ohio we're talking about vaccinations folks uh, five million three hundred and four thousand four seventy one that's forty five point four percent here in our county, 26,486, that's 40.54%. Um, I think I'll have more complete and accurate data tomorrow. Uh, but I, I can tell you that just based <clears throat> upon the numbers I'm looking at, things are improving, okay? We'll just keep it simple like that. Uh, Let's see, on this day in history. On this day in 1215, Beijing, under control of uh, well, an emperor, is captured by the Mongols under Genghis Khan, ending the Battle of Beijing. Sixteen seventy-six, the Battle of Oland. Allied Danish-Dutch forces defeat the Swedish navy in the Baltic Sea during the Scanian War, which occurred from sixteen seventy-five to seventy-nine. Nineteen sixty-four, Kenya becomes a republic and has its first president. 1998. European Central Bank is founded in Brussels, to, find, to define and execute the European Union's monetary policy. Okay. Wow, this gal is pretty. Alanis Morissette. Is she? Is she a singer and actress? What yes, is she? she is a singer. Okay. Well, she looks terrific. Anyway, she's celebrating her 47th birthday today. Were Marilyn Monroe alive, today would be her birthday. She was born on this date in 1926, but died in 1962. Brigham Young, for which a school was named for him, right? Yes, Brigham Young University, BYU. Born on this date in 1801, died in 1877.
4: He was the second president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
5: Morgan Freeman, who is still alive, today his 84th birthday. Uh, Adolf Eichmann. Not one of our better dudes. Nope. Born in 1906. Died on this date in 1962. Of course, one of the Nazi
4: leaders. Yeah, he was one of the main <clears throat> excuse me major organizers of the Holocaust.
5: Yeah. Okay, we can put this group away. That goes there. That goes there. Um, I brought in a report, but it, I think I'll save it till tomorrow. It's entitled, 2021's Best and Worst Places to Raise a Family. And um, a lot of interesting information there, but just uh, more, it would take more time to do it properly than the four minutes I have remaining. Um, But it is June 1st, and The Supreme Court's big month is about to get underway. Um, They got four cases and three questions. June is often the peak season for the Supreme Court decisions. It is the final month of the court's annual term. And the justices tend to save their biggest decisions for the term's end, right? Nothing new about that. So, let's see here. Three big questions. What will we learn about Amy Coney Barrett, the newest justice? She is clearly conservative. It is less clear whether she will almost uniformly so as say Samuel Alito is or whether she will look for opportunities to compromise and furnish the court's preferred image as a nonpartisan institution. The latter approach is one that the Chief Justice John Roberts sometimes chooses. Um, we could go on, we could talk about Brett Kavanaugh um, and some of the other justices Barrett, Roberts. Anyway, the cases that are coming up, case one is Obamacare. Two ten, it came about. 2010. Um, California versus Texas. What's the future of Obamacare? Number two, voting rights. Uh... This deals with the Democratic National Convention, particularly, and is considered the most important voting rights case in almost a decade. There's much more to it than that, but those are the basics. Case number three of the three top things, religion versus gay rights. Philadelphia is uh, where many of the questions have been raised. There's a fourth uh, thing, and that is school speech. Um, if a student speaks up in class in a way that's unpopular, should that prevent them from having other roles within their school so these are some very basic questions and they're going to be tackled here in the next week or so we are uh, nearly out of time um,
4: what do you have coming up uh, I have Sentimental Journey coming up here, and as always, playing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and uh, enjoying the next couple hours.
5: There you go. Well, of course, Sentimental Journey is featured daily uh, from 11.10. I'm sorry, 10 there you to go. noon. Yeah. Let's see here. Do I have anything else to say? Weather well, wise, I think we're going to be okay.
4: Mid 70s today. Yep. Sun
5: so not quite so uh, strong. We're out of time.
2: In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden will travel to Tulsa today to meet with survivors of the 1921 race massacre that killed hundreds of black residents and destroyed their homes and businesses. Lessie Bedingfield Randall is one of three left. To tell the story. I still smell smoke and sea fire. I hear the screams, I have lived through the massacre every day. The president will announce new steps to fight racism and narrow the wealth gap. Mr. Biden will sit down with Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito tomorrow to try to narrow differences on an infrastructure spending package. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy.
3: The afternoon meeting
1: will be the third time the president will have met with the West Virginia Republican to talk about infrastructure. The latest $928 billion offer from Shelley Moore Capito and her colleagues was still about $800 billion less than what Mr. Biden has proposed to spend. Administration officials have cast this as a critical week for the crafting of a bipartisan deal. The president himself has said he aims to bring the talks to a conclusion soon.
0: The TSA says it screened more than 7 million travelers over the holiday weekend. That's a huge jump over last year, but still 24% less than in 2019. Brown University's Dr. Ashish Jha sells CBS this morning. We're not out of the COVID free and
2: clear in the COVID free and clear yet. It's starting to get hot. People are spending more time indoors. There's still a lot of people unvaccinated in many of the southern states. So that's what we got to work on. If we can improve those vaccination numbers, I think things will be fine. But I am worried about it an uptick in cases in many of those states.